here I am another day experimenting with a sound system and I feel okay but it would also help if I turned up the microphone right welcome to another live episode of Tinfro is reading hi I'm your host Felicia Baxter and I am excited about this opportunity to share a little bit of words of wisdom I guess with you in this um, very short episode I'm going to just be simply talking about the bad rap that vulnerability has what I would actually do with a billion dollars and also reflections on dreams from my father from forever POTUS Barack Obama and I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I have enjoyed producing it So that's Sun Beat Sun, um, and I still can't, man, I wish this um, platform was a little bit easier, um, not just only to add music, but um, to play music. Um, For example, I've added my own music, and it's really weird that it won't allow you uh, to play or you don't have really easy access within the platform itself uh, to actually play your own stuff. So here we go. I just have to click on add music. Um, well, but then I actually got to add the music. Well, duh. I didn't do that. So there you go. Still learning, y'all. What's this soul lover stuff? going to keep that up as I um, go into this next section um, of of the podcast um, talking about vulnerability and how it absolutely is okay to be vulnerable. How about that? Um, 
also, I'm also learning that if you're going to add music, you probably should add it uh, before you do the uh, podcast because it won't, it takes it a couple of minutes to absolutely flip over or to be added to um, the section. So um, with that said, I'm just going to go on into vulnerability and, and what vulnerability means to me. And while I'm at it, you can actually follow me on social media. I'm absolutely uh, represented on all platforms, Facebook, um, Twitter, my Twitter handle is TV Food Wine Girl, and uh, and as such, as well as I am on. I mean, that's just a reflection of who I am and what I always talk about and what I do for the most part. Um, I'm a very boring person. I think um, I find simple happiness in. Uh, watching TV, uh, movies, and cooking great food. For example, I, yesterday was Tequila and Taco Tuesdays. Um, and you'll find my uh, blog post as well on dalesangelsinc.blog, but also on my Tim was reading uh, Instagram where I had uh, sh- salted rim uh, mango margaritas. I went to Whole Paycheck and... Whoever did my shopping was on point. They gave me perfectly ripened peaches as well as some of the sweetest uh, um, non-conventional or organic mangoes. Maybe one day I'll I'll absolutely get um, my mango tree and be able to plant it next to my lemon trees on my back porch. I'm absolutely looking forward to that. But my Twitter handle, I find, is definitely a reflection of um, my interests. And I like to share them with people. And I don't know I think some people absolutely appreciate it, and those that don't appreciate it, those are the ones, well, you can kick rocks. But but the other people that appreciate it makes me happy because they, they actually get, to look, have a little microcosm or a glimpse into my life. And that's where I make that comment later on in the show uh, in reference to Forever POTUS's um, book and anybody's biography or autobiography. They tell a series of stories about themselves. They fit together for uh, continuity, but you still only have a very slim section of what it means to be that person. You don't really, you'll never really know that person, even though you'll read all of their books and be all of their books. That gets back to what I I wanted to start the show about, talking about vulnerability. Vulnerability or shown vulnerability um, is not a bad thing. 
knowing what your weaknesses are actually prepares you to do the work <clears throat> in order to make that vulnerability not necessarily be a vulnerability. It also changing it into a strength. Um, doing what you actually have to do to lessen your own vulnerability. Some people like to talk to people and get to know what their vulnerabilities are so that they can use it against them. Um, and that makes people wanna hide their vulnerability. And I'm pausing here while I take a sip of coffee. But hiding vulnerabilities will make you not tell people when you're sick or not telling people when you need help until it's like almost the last minute. And that can be frustrating to people that actually want to help because you don't want to show your vulnerabilities. But we got to get out of that stinking thinking. Um, I stole that from my uh pastor um, for a number of years because I would did the same thing. Showing weakness or showing vulnerability is a sign of weakness. However, not doing the work to make sure to shore up that vulnerability, to change it into a strength, that is where people will have a problem um, I, or can have problems because you can't continue to hide uh, from that vulnerability and who would want to, you know? Um, but there are people that think that way, unfortunately. And I think they have a problem with moving forward because they work so hard. Um, and it takes so much energy to hide, uh, behind the vulnerability or not to show the vulnerability, but it's okay to ask for help is my bottom line. Um, and right here, I want to pause because I want to take a moment for us just to have a place in the sun and why won't it play? Sometimes I think also um, these um, there's always something wrong or something goes wrong with some of these um, um types of uh, platforms because they don't anticipate or they don't even bother for people with not so many downloads, et cetera, to be able to use them. I don't know. I'm going to have to do the work myself, I guess, to figure out if I really want it to go live, how can I hook it up? to my primary um, source in order um, to, because this is actually very frustrating, that I can't get the music or audio effects um, to actually work. Let's see. Ten. 
10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So that's a wash right there. And I think what is holding it up is um, that soul lover thing uh, not cooperating. But we'll see. We'll see if it'll let me play this other one. So if I want to play soul lover, I'm going to actually have to play it from um, the music but that's neither here nor there so this is the next section that i wanted to share with y'all um i don't know how many people have listened or have noticed that the mega millions hit 1.1 billion dollars for the first time like last friday someone if they took the payout of 700 and some hundred and some change they actually are a very rich individual, but if they took that individual payout, the statistics show that within five years, they're going to be broke. All I want to know, how in the ham sandwich you can actually piss through $700 billion? So this is how I least thought about things. I was actually at a 7-Eleven in Hickson buying my second round of uh, quick pick tickets. Um, and also to exchange $22 worth of scratch tickets. And then I started to daydream, and I could daydream just like the best of them. I thought it would be fun to come up with the means not only to tell a whole bunch of people to kick rocks, but also to take the opportunity to buy some really cool things. I figured out if I were to get a lifetime uh, of money or the individual payout from uh, Mega Millions annuity, it would come to about $35 million a year. That's before taxes. If I were to buy these separate things, um, I still, if you think of a tax rate of 30-40%, I still would have enough money to basically blow on paying off a house, uh, get in a Maybach or a Rolls-Royce Phantom convertible, um, and still, because my next payment would be like the next year. I don't know if I would continue to do my day job because it, what would be the point um, but I would be able to invest, first of all, this is I would be able to invest in some things, including I looked up the price of a used Learjet, which can come to about $2.5 because I don't want to drive, ride commercial anymore. A brand new Learjet is priced at $9.9 million. None of these figures come out to include maintenance because I could park it right at the Chattanooga airport and fly wherever I wanted to meet, to go. I probably would stay in the South and particularly I would definitely stay here in Tennessee would be my home base. 
um, I would invest in commercial property up here on North Shore and redo like a kind of a rework space for creatives like podcasters like myself. I'm not aware because I have not done the research of anybody that's local that um, would also want, because there's actually at the library, believe it or not, they have pretty good, from what I understand, pretty great state-of-the-art um, recording equipment that was donated by a local rich person. I would like to basically uh, recreate that uh, type of space and also make it easier and for other podcasters um, to go live on a medium like Podbeam, like Spotify. Or if they had a serious um, XM show to make it a lot easier. I would uh, partner with Dolly Parton and other LGBTQ plus um, communities in building tiny homes throughout Memphis and Middle Tennessee. I would go to places like Greenwood, Mississippi, and in Birmingham, and all across the Dirty South, in the Chuckalisa Rejuvenation Project. You know, uh, having supporting the reverse di uh, diaspora, making it easier for people to come home. Uh, once abandoned and derelict structures, redoing them in an affordable and in a way that makes it safe and secure for people to come back. Because that's, um, I'm actually absolutely encouraged from my friend Yvonne's uh, black and off grid uh, when she and her partner moved back to his home, his family's property in uh, Mississippi. I will also take the time to basically return my craftsman house to its former glory, what I believe to be its former glory, by putting in mahogany chair railings, um, basically tricking out the oldest part of the house, restoring the floors uh, to the knotted pine wood, and basically enclosing um, and redoing the pool to give it its spa-like essence making it safe for me to go outside and not have to uh, fight killer bees at every turn. You can't swim with the can of raid. Yes, y'all, I've tried. But, and also uh, connecting my master suite to the pool area, making it truly uh, a swim. Also, that would be kind of cool. Making it like a swim up kind of suite. How cool would that be? Maybe having taken my turn in rightful place and are finally in architectural digest. These are some of the things that I absolutely dream about. You know, maybe I won't win the lottery. I'll never win the lottery. What is it? Chances one in 200 million. But at least I, my dreams won't stop, even in spite of the lack of why I, I won't win. Now I'm going to go ahead and end this section uh, with dreams from my father, and I hope you guys enjoy it. 
I have found another use for a better usage of my time, even while soaking in my tub. I can't stress the relaxation from a nice hot tub uh, with Epsom salts. It's very, uh, just very rejuvenating at the same time, relaxing. Also uh, has anti-inflammatory properties. So if you yourself have issues with sore and creaky joints, you may want to try this out. Also have an exit strategy. Not every tub is created equal. Um, so make sure you have a safe way to get in and to get out. And practice that bitch before it gets full of hot ass water and you can't get out. So, But I am still listening to Dreams of My Father by Forever POTUS and what I am a remark about is his ability even because this was written earlier before what is this written in the 90s late 90s early 2000 even before he held a state seat um, he his intent was to become a novelist a writer um, it didn't work out, and then he didn't get further sales of his this manuscript or this book until after his presidency. But it's a story that I'm glad it was told. I it seems when people write books, especially if they're autobiographical or biographical. Even though they lay bare their lives, we only are getting a glimpse of their life, if that makes sense. It's not that we're going to know this person inside and out because we're only receiving snapshots of their lives at certain points. But the book is a combination of all of those events, and even though the events are told in such a way that they make sense and it flows together, we can't still know them. And, you know, that's actually okay. It's very, very, it's cool with me because I like the way he tells the story. I love Barack Obama's voice. Strong, husky from smoking for a number of years. And, but it's, uh, itself is very smooth. His relationships with people and the world in general, I think are amazing. His positive, uh, relationship with his mother, almost like an experiment of sociology. He grew up and was born in a time where being interracial was really not an everyday thing. But his mother and his grandparents made it work, even though they had, I'm sure they had their own doubts. 
And of course, I'm completely fascinated by his interesting, albeit distant relationship with his own father, who basically missed out on the majority of Barack Obama's life. And he was killed before they he could actually reunite fully with his uh, Kenyan heritage. I'm at the part now where he relocates after he finishes school in New York and became an organizer, political organizer in Chicago. His eclectic upbringing, his international schooling, and his education basically prepared him for Chicago. When you think about it, though, Chicago was one of the main landing points for the black diaspora of the middle of the 20th century. And why wouldn't he end up there? You know, it makes sense to me. Um, and it also makes sense that he would go to one of the most segregated cities in the United States to be able to effect the change, go where the meat is, you know what I mean? And that's not a really weird take on Chicago's previous um, reputation for being the butchers of the world because at one point it was. It was a highly industrialized town. Uh, that's the, was the end of the road uh, for most for uh, beef being moved up from Texas and the rest of the South to the rest of the world. Um, and then they lost it all with recession, mismanagement, um, and just political uh, corruption and it made for a very segregated and racist society where redlining um, ruled and this is the 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 cal and but at the time where he landed there they had just elected their first black mayor Harold um, came there with the intent to clean it up and to make it more uh, open up to African-Americans who made up uh, a good majority of that population to the threat of reverse racism. It, it's so funny, races flip the rules um, when the rules don't benefit them, no longer benefit them. And still, even though this was what, 80s, 90s, it still was a very dangerous place to be. Um, the gangs rule both in the black neighborhoods and the political gangs of the white racist uh, political machine. But he had his eyes set on betterment of all people, and, and in particular black people. 
at this time. Um, it would make sense that his uh, this is where his genetics kicked in. His father did some of the same thing. He thought you uplift your race through education. His mother wanted her children, mixed race as they were, to receive the best of educations. That that led um, to her making or him come back um, to the United States uh, in hope for in Hawaii uh, while they were stayed in Indonesia. Number one, his mother's marriage may have been falling apart. So I am now going from dreams of my father and the hope that started way before his speech at the Democratic Convention. Um, so did you guys... So that girl movie with Shell, why would cause what would cause What would cause dig into why you would shell Batman were there overruns were there so many overruns of the taping that they basically won't make it because usually you have these blockbuster movies and they're going to go uh, forward no matter what um, maybe Zendaya I want to see clips of this shit though did it look that bad or was the cutting that baddie bad or were they that behind schedule um and it and it basically screened poorly that it, this is the reason why they the movie can't couldn't be made or won't be made it takes a lot for them to shelve a movie and that makes me think just how bad it was also we hear bad reports or horrible reports about a Sesame Street uh, character being racist and not wanting to interact with little black kids and how the family is suing them. But then you hear all of these really great stories about Princess Anna in Disney World. Say what you want to about the Magic Kingdom. It really is, can be magical. Where a black child, 11-year-old from Texas, uh, came up to Princess Anna. The black girl is actually deaf. And come to find out with her interaction that her family caught on video of her 
who now the princess, the character that plays Princess Anna is fluent in America's sign language and she has a whole interaction uh, with this little girl. And we see one a, a very horrible actions by what people that we could call superheroes and then you see the actions of a few that basically negates that ne those previous negative action it was so positive the little girl was just so uh into it and both of them looked like they were they were just chatting away um and they looked like they were almost dancing um their excitement um with their interaction and it was actually just probably one of the most heartfelt moments of the moment how not just for representation but just human interaction and i'm sure it made that little girl's day who she usually can't uh interact with people outside of having the help from her parents and seeing a glimpse of her independence with someone also can communicate with her and takes the time steps out of her character and actually represent what the character is what disney world and those characters mean to me and mean should mean is making people happy interacting making them feel comfortable and that's exactly what princess anna um did so i'm going to end this segment and just giving big props um to disney world thank you for standing up to the insanity of desantis and making this little girl's day much lighter because you made my day lighter me watching this interaction And that's how I'm going to definitely end this episode, popping to break my soul from Beyonce. As I said, I hope this entire album in its entirety gets highest downloads or streams. I'm going to contribute to it as much as I possibly can. And I hope you were uplifted by the soul being of kindness by that one little girl um, and the princess and a character to that one deaf child. And I hope that is just only a sample of how she interacts with all children from all races and cultures. So with that, I encourage you to be kind to yourself. I encourage you to be kind to others. I encourage you to be um, in the moment as always. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't hesitate to navigate to Dale's Angels Inc. to listen, to look at the other clips of the interaction of the Disney character with the little girl, as well as uh, full podcast notes from other um, sections. Um, check out my Instagram as well as Twitter feed about the shenanigans I also comment on. Um, and don't hesitate to navigate to my merchandise store on my Dale's Angels Inc. blog. Um, I am have my t-shirts are now new t-shirts, body by hand hot, don't be stupid, um, COVID-19 business attire. All of those t-shirts are available for immediate purchase on the Dale's Angels Inc. blog. 
I'm going to be adjusting the prices because to be able to have them uh, printed locally um, is a little bit more than what I was expecting. Because I don't, I, I don't want to keep the volume of uh, the inventory um, to a, I want to keep it at a certain height because I don't want to lose money in that venture. So, again, be in the moment. Remember who you are and who you are. And just keep hoping. It is going to get better. And again, thank you for listening. Trying to face